welcome to the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Kennedy, and I'm here to help you become the very best version of yourself. What's up, legends? Welcome back to this week's episode of the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Ryan Lewis. Um, I was fortunate enough to, to meet Ryan through a good friend, Rory, um, a few years back. Um, Ryan uh, owns a gym, Spark Up Fitness in, in Adelaide, South Australia, and I was I was over there with the family for a bit and got to head in and do a few sessions at Ryan's facility there and um, absolutely love the way that uh, he went, he goes about things and I've only heard good things from Rory and a few of his other members, so I, I thought what what better way to uh, get inside the mind of the great man other than to get him on the podcast. So, mate, Ryan, thanks, thanks for joining us today, man. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you very much, man. It's a pleasure to chat to you. Obviously, um, obviously both we've got a good mate in, uh, in Rory and um, I follow all your stuff over there and it's, uh, it's good to actually have a face-to-face chat uh, talking about fitness and uh, everything going on in the world at the moment. 100% man. As I mentioned to you uh, briefly when we spoke yesterday, I, I wanted to keep today's episode a uh, bit of a mixture between, I guess, the business and operational side of things um, of the gym and that you got going there. And I think, you know, even if a lot of the members that, that tune into this episode will probably get a good insight into exactly what goes into making sure it's as successful as it is. But um, And then also the training side of things, you're a bit of a weapon yourself, so I wouldn't mind touched on a bit of that at some point, man, but, um, give us an idea of, of, uh, I guess the process since, since day one of deciding to open up a facility and, and I guess the things that may have caught you by surprise, um, in the early days of opening up and, and the things that you probably weren't, weren't expecting from, from the operational and business side of things. Well, um, well, the biggest thing is probably the workload. Like it's crazy. Anyone that's involved in a gym, um, it's the hours you put in. Like it's mind blowing. So pretty much, like the first sort of two years of my life was engulfed in this place. Like um, we like the, the, the like we said before, before, the hours are huge. So yeah. um, it's all it's all early mornings, late nights, um, and then when you're building a business, it's it's building your brand. And, um, and you know, building clientele and, and so forth from there. So um, that was probably probably the biggest thing. The hours are huge. So um, and when you start off, like it's you. That's it. Like mm-hmm. you don't have staff. Um, you run the classes. You program the classes. You clean the gym. You do all your advertise. You do all your promotional stuff. Um, I'm lucky enough. My wife at home, uh, or my wife was working then. Yeah, she helped me out a lot with the admin side of things. So she was working full time as well. So we're both working. You know, like. 100 plus hour weeks every week back to back seven days a week prior to opening up um the gym what were you doing previously before that were you already Uh, were you just working out at like almost subcontract contracting for someone else as a trainer or in another field completely so i was actually in another like i was a uh, i've always been i've trained my whole life ever since i've trained and i've coached in sport my whole life um but yeah i was in like uh, I was a, I was a builder for 15 years. Mm-hmm. Um, Travelled around Australia doing that, plus playing footy. Um, then I was in working in transport um, and got involved. Um, started getting involved when F45 took off, um, okay. only because my wife wanted to do it, and I was like, I've never done group training. I've always trained myself and trained people. Um, and then I was like, I really enjoyed because I've played team sports. I really enjoyed that group environment. And then I was like, Well, I'm going to take what I know um, from mainly from my sporting and coaching career um, mm-hmm. and put that into a gym and how I want people to really should be looked after that. Um, and I just thought that the way I could do it um, 
was, you know, to build a culture and build a brand. Um, just all about really the biggest thing is just that to being genuine, honest and, and making people feel appreciated. So that was the biggest thing that I found in any other gym that I'd trained at before. You're, and, you know, you, a lot of gyms, you're just a number. That's yeah. it. You're, you're a number. You don't care. Like, people don't care. Like, they come in and most gyms are more worried about... Well, I've found so that's probably a lot of gyms are more worried about signing the next new member. That's their goal. Their goal is about getting a new member, getting a new member, oh, getting a new oh, member. Yeah. yeah, so where I was more about like building a brand, building my people, um, and then it's all about looking after who you have. Mm-hmm. So my biggest focus and my biggest drive is solely about looking after every member we have here and treating them like as utmost importance. And that's how we've grown from there. So, you know, we started with like 10 members. That was it, just friends and that. And it's grown and they got, you know, word spread from that. Everything's word of mouth. Um, and everyone knows here that you're going to get treated whether it's your first session or your 1,000 session, exactly the same. It's not yep. like, yeah, you've been here for four years, you're part of the furniture. Like you get treated exactly the same, you still get the same care. We still follow it up, we still talk to you, all the rest. Um, and that's how it's grown. And now it's been like, you know, so, you know, Danny comes here, loves it, tells his best mate, and then his best mate comes, he gets the same treatment. So, um, and that's how it's grown. And that's why, I think it's the why it's been successful now is because we have such good people here. Yep. And then good, good people bring other good people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. that's how it's grown. So that's yeah. where the qualities come from. So that's where the cares come from as well because the culture that we install here now is that like everyone, everyone knows what to expect. So they're only going to bring good people into it because they want those good people to be involved in this culture. So, mm-hmm. um, and it's a genuine care. You're like someone will come in or be a new per- a new member, and other members will know the new members. They'll just go straight up to them. Yeah, and they'll talk to them. Say, so hey, everyone's on board. Everyone's on board because yeah. everyone wants that, and everyone wants wants to protect what they have here, and they know the expectations. Mm-hmm. So, um, I'm pretty firm. Like with that as well, like I'm, I'm strong on, on the culture and that sort of thing, and, and our expectations. So everyone knows that, and, and everyone drives that. So and that's and that's the key to it. Like if, if we if we as coaches and, and owners are the only ones driving culture, well then it sort of it burns out. Where if you yeah. have everyone on board and all the members on board driving that culture, and that expectations and that standards and that that everyone then it then it just spreads across the whole gym and every new member comes in and they know what to expect. And then when they bring a new friend in, they're like, hey, this is what's gonna happen. This is how you're gonna get treated. Yeah. So when that new member comes in, they get involved, then they'll tell their friend. They'll say, This is what's expected and this is how it grows. So um, So I guess I guess uh, in terms of like leading by example is definitely um, something that you're you're trying to preach in there as well. I mean as you said, it's almost like all the new members have uh, just by being in the class, they're almost getting trained to be your, your next, um, like they, 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 they become your marketing, your best marketing tool is the experience of those 100%. that have done the session. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like you can see, like you can, and look, you can promote yourself as much as you want on social media. As yep. much as you want. And it's a great tool to have. Don't get me wrong. It's a fantastic tool to have. And it's something that we are very fortunate enough in this new age that like 10 years ago, it didn't exist, you know, like it does now. So, um, it's incredible how much you can grow off that. But I think like where your quality comes from is all word of mouth. Because then they bring other quality with them. So, um, and there's a lot of people out there that probably go to gyms and train for the wrong type of reasons. And that's not like, you know, I, I'm fortunate enough in the position now if I have someone that comes into the gym. And if they aren't, uh, if they're coming 
going to the gym for the reason than to try feel good and help other people um, if they've got other you know motives and it's just like see you later Go yeah. train somewhere else you know like we're fortunate enough to be able to do that and everyone knows that so that's Stick how to your niche clientele and and be super strict with the values yeah with the values yeah. something that um that you uh intentionally set out to um to to make a super important thing from day one or did that just kind of gradually happen and you just realize you notice yourself like how important staying um nice and strong to to your core values was for the for not only the business itself but also the culture in the in the gym there no so i'm all i'm all about like like as as you know like the person i am and that's how i want to be portrayed that's how i want our people to try so like i'm honest and and everything I do, and, yeah. and that's how I want our people to be. So I, I would treat every member like I treat a friend. Exactly the mm-hmm. same. Like if you're a member here, you're a friend. So if I, the way I treat a friend is how I treat a member. So, and we're all the same. So uh, something that's been so important to me from day one, like mm. everything I do and how I, you know, if someone messages me, like I'm so on to like, if you message me, I'm replying to you that day. It might be, it might be late at night by the time I get home. But I'll reply to you. If you email me, like I'm hot on that. You, mm-hmm. you get back to people, you talk to people. Like you don't take anyone for granted. Yeah. So, and then you expect it in return. Like, and like in, in the world is you're going to get every now and then, you know, it's not going to be perfect. Mm-hmm. It's not perfect. Like, it's, a world, it's, it's human nature. You know, and you're going to get burnt from time to time. And that's cool. And you deal with that. So, um, but it's so, like, yeah, it's so important. And, you know, I'll go home every night, you know. And I go to sleep knowing that I've done the best of my ability to um, make sure everyone got the best workout they can. So, like all my trainers know the standards. Like I'm, like you know, I'm, my trainers know I'm, I'm, you know, I look after all my trainers and, and so forth, everyone that works for me. But they know the standard that we expect. So we want everyone to come here and have the best workout they can possibly have. So, and I push that across every every train. So every like every every Tuesday uh, Tuesday week we have. Uh, yeah, personal development with all our coaches. So yep. we sit down and we go through and we talk, and we re- re- reiterate every every fortnight or every, it's either weekly or every fortnight, depending, but definitely every fortnightly. We talk about our standards. We talk about our expectations, you know, and we go through on our teaching and 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 training and making them better. So they're always accountable, and so they drive those standards as well. That's awesome. The educational and upskilling side of things, particularly in the fitness space, is so important. This is as, as you clearly would know, um, you know, there's it's ever changing and there's always something else to learn. And particularly a lot of the time, it's it's not there. Probably the specific, specifically the training side of things. It's it might be communication or, or leadership or something along those lines that can can make all the difference to particularly the culture as well. Yeah, well, I'm very lucky. Um, a guy, uh, so head trainer, student manager, Tim Atkins, he's probably one of the most knowledgeable men um, I know when it comes to the human body and movement. Um, yeah. You know, he's unbelievable. So and he's, uh, he runs them, you know, with me, but he, he runs them. And the knowledge he has and the time he puts into that to be better our coaching team is, is first class. I've never seen him like it in all my coaching time. Like, he's just, yeah. his dedication to, people and to train he's a, yeah he's a he's unbelievable in what he knows and, and what he teaches and, and preaches to to our coaches to get better so um you know it's something that you know it's a cost to as a business owner but that's what we spoke about tim and i spoke about like you know, investing you into yourself into yeah, the business and yeah, yeah too many people don't too many yeah. people don't too many people do the bare minimum and it's like everything in life it's like you're training like people just do the bare minimum and if you do the bare minimum then you, you get, get the bare minimum, bare minimum. 100%, 100%. Mm. The more you put into it, that's my biggest thing. Like, 
you know, I'm always about like hard work and consistency. Like the harder you work at something, the more consistent you are, the better results you get. And that's yeah. in business, that's in your training, that's in your relationships, that's in your friendships, mm-hmm. that's in everything. Yeah. So it's it's all it's all related. From a, a training perspective, um, obviously, people that are tuning in, everyone's going to have their, um, I guess, preference or priority of, of what style of training they enjoy most. And, you know, for some people that tune in may love group training, some people may not, um, whatever. But from your perspective, like, what do you think are some of the key components of, of a successful group fitness gym from a training side of things like is it the the detail that goes into the programming is it making sure that the members understand the fundamentals of of certain movements is it the intensity of sessions like what have you found to be successful on on your behalf anyway in terms of the training side of things that separates you from from some other gyms the biggest thing is having structure in place um Having, a tra- having programs in place, you know, you can't jump from workout to workout. Like we do all our weights, six-week programs. Um, and, you know, I, it's so important. Like technique is like unbelievably important. Mm. Like so many, like it's so crazy how many people come to us um, and they're like, I've never been corrected. I've been training at X, Y, Z and for two, three years, I've never been corrected. I'm like, what do you mm. mean? Like how can how can you go somewhere and not be corrected? Like some of the unfortunately, in the group fitness space, uh, a lot of the a lot of the um, the trainers end up just being cheerleaders. The, yeah. Their focus goes more so on the intensity and the and the the vibe of the class more so than the actual the output and the the, the training aspect of of things, which is just crazy. It's crazy. You can, you can create a vibe. That's easy. You can yell and create mm. a vibe as well as treat you know and change technique like technique is massive so like you know and i've learned that um across the journey since i've been here um and that's such a big focus uh, of mine like i'll pull like i wouldn't care like i'll pull three people aside stop them from training and say right let's just work on this yeah let's just sit down and work on this yeah. and then at the end of the end of the class pull them aside right out let's work on this let's come with squat right let's squat or I'll say, because I'm probably lucky that my facility, like, like I said, I PT morning and night and all day, during the day, all day. Mm. Um, and I'll say, right, I'll come back. When can, you, when can you get here? Right, come here at, if you want to train next row, you know, the 4.30 class, get here at quarter past four or get here at four o'clock, win a squat for half an hour. And you have to put time on it. Otherwise, you just have injury after injury after injury. And then you just lose members. Like, I come here, yeah. like, no one wants to be injured after every session. Like, mm. like my back hurts. Well, your back shouldn't hurt. Yeah, like, I'm doing squat. I'm doing deadlift. Your deadlift shouldn't. They're like, oh, that's that's okay. No, it shouldn't. Mm. Let's change that. Let's find out what's going wrong. So, um, that's that's a big thing that I'm about. Like, I know, you know, some of the people like, will you know, we'll have a set program, and you have people with injuries that you know, or mobility issues. They can't do, as you know, they can't do certain moves. Like, they just don't yeah. do that. But uh, yeah, this is what you're going to do in our workout. Like, yeah, it's not. It's not come here, follow a screen that everyone does the same thing. It's like, right, exactly, you yeah. injury, you'll do that. Or like I have in a cardio class, you know, I've, I've blokes coming back from you know, footy players or, or netball players or whatever, or just anyone in gen pop, like might have a hamstring injury or yep. might have, you know, a shoulder injury. Right, we're going to change the whole workout for it. It's mm. not hard. Like To adapt, yeah. Yeah, if you can't adapt the workout within yeah. five minutes, for someone then you're obviously think, not putting enough time into work yeah as a as a trainer in particular in particular um my early days i kind of got thrown into the deep end with a lot of group stuff which i probably didn't have a great deal of experience with 
prior to that. But one of the things I picked up on so early was just the, how, uh, how important the skill of being able to, as you said, just adapt on the go. Like if, if, it's a, if it's, you need to make an alternative for an exercise, it needs to happen instantly. Otherwise, the whole dynamic of the class slows down and everyone's experience kind of drops off. So the importance of being able to do that as a trainer and not just read out of a textbook and, you know, have your answers in front of your face. <laughs> like it's, it's super important. I think that's the problem. Yeah. Not, not the problem, but I think that... Um, particularly now like with being able to do your qualifications and whatnot just online with no real real world experience and practical experience in the gym that's where that's where the missing link is i think because it's quite easy to be able to you know do the theory and pass all the tests but once you get to working with people in particular you don't have time to sit there and go back and figure out what what the answers were to, to this to this and this it's like you need to be able to visually uh, be able to communicate with your client or all the clients in the group and adapt as quick as possible. Yeah, and, and probably what you said then that last week, communication is massive. Like you can have all the knowledge in the world um, or you could be the most jacked dude in the world or the most ripped girl, fittest girl in the world as a coach. But if you can't communicate and connect to people, mm. then it's a waste of time. Like it's massive you've got to connect and be able to teach uh, a difficult movement and explain it simply so people can understand it. Mm. So that's yeah, exactly. a big skill that that's a big skill that I talk to people and and my trainers come along. Like it's all well and good to have all this knowledge and know the movement and so forth. But if you can't connect and if you can't talk to someone, if you can't get them to understand the movement, mm. then like you're going to be up against it for a long time. So, yeah, um, I think that's where things like learning, like like you touched on, then like the word that you use, then skill. Like that's the thing, but people don't understand that that strength training is a skill. It's like learning to play the guitar. It's like learning to ride a bike. Like absolutely. it's a skill that needs to be practiced correctly over and over and over again. So that's where, like you said, having these cues or even breakdowns of certain movements that just help people understand it a lot easier. I'm sure you could agree with me, like a lift, like a remaining deadlift, for example. If you haven't got good technique cues or, or good movement progressions to teach that, it's one of the fucking hardest things in the world to try and get someone to do if they got no idea. What you're, you're telling them about 18 cues at once and they're just like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. And it's like, I always, we talk about crew, like I pretty much get... Probably in the group scene, like it's like, like I find like three or four cues that's going to make the movement safe. Mm-hmm. Make yep. The first thing is make the movement safe and then perfect it. Yep. So like that's the biggest thing. Don't try and perfect it from the start because you never, if you've got someone that's going to do an RDL, never done one before and you try and give them like 10 cues or perfect it, you're kidding yourself. Yeah. Like get the, get the three things, three cues that's going to make it as safe as possible for them mm-hmm. and then work about perfecting it from there. Sure. One of the one of the things that uh, that frustrates me a lot is when you hear the comment, you know, whether it's from clients and members or, or just general public that say, you know, it's easy for you to see results because it's what you do for work. You live in the gym, you're always there, blah blah blah. But I think what a lot of people don't understand, particularly for those that are fortunate enough to be busy, like someone like yourself, is that it can actually be fucking harder to get your workout done even though you're at the gym all day, every day, when, when you're spending that amount of time into one place and then you've got clients and whatnot. So something that I've found extremely important, particularly over the past 12 to 18 months is 
is someone's ability to adapt as quickly as possible and just roll with the punches and, and take it for what it is and, and use whatever you've got available. So I know we spoke about it briefly before we hit record, but are you able to give us an idea of what a typical day, let's say today, looks like for you in terms of time slot wise, just to give people ideas that like, regardless of what you do for work, regardless of whether you're a mum with kids, whether you're a corporate that's at work, um, you know, five, six days a week that struggles to find the time to train. Like it's all just about adapting to the circumstances you got available. I think once you fucking hear what Ryan says, it's been like today, you suck it up and, and, and get in your car and head on to the gym. Um, yeah, well, I'm, I'm a little bit different, man. I'm a little bit unique. Um, in, in how I'm, I'm pretty full on my training, but, um, so like I'm, I'm, yeah, I've got a beautiful wife at home and, and two kids, um, three and one just turned one yesterday which is which is a whole new whole new ball game but yeah it's, it's really hard like it's so busy so the only time i got to train like today so i had to get up got up at two to get here at half past two and i trained from half past two to four and then i had a pt from uh, early morning tpt for i'll start 350 to 4 30 and then i had three girls come in to do my early morning squat club mm-hmm. um so they come in at 4.30, they squatted for half an hour, and then we roll into the 5.10 class, the 5.10 class, 6.20 class, 7.25 class. And then my first, as soon as that class moves, just say good everyone. At 8.30, my first PT is waiting for me. Our PT, do that. Then that finishes at, yeah, so 9.30. All my crew is rolling in for 9.45 class. Do that. <laughs> and then I have PTs back to back. Um, like one after weight rolling right the way through yeah. to 4 30 to another, and then I had a 4 30 class, had my 5 4 30, oh, sorry, 4 30, 5 30 class, which I just did those two then. And then I've got my two trainers up there upstairs running our 6 30 class now. Um, so I can talk <laughs> to a great man now. Um, upstairs it's cranking, there's people up there everywhere bouncing around, and then we'll finish our chat here. And um, I'll race back up there, I'll help the lads pack up. And then I'll send them home because we're going to really start tomorrow. And then I'll, because I have no chance today, I'll, I'll clean the whole gym, um, back in, wash all the floors, get all set. And I'll probably get out of here probably about maybe 8.30, 9 o'clock tonight, go home, get a few hours of sleep. And then I've got to be back here. So Thursday's another big day I've got to set up tomorrow. So I'll probably get back here at maybe 3 again in the morning. Um, I'm trying to get a bit of a leg session and get set yeah. up and then crack into tomorrow. So that's okay. that's a standard day for me at the moment. It's, um, like we are talking about before, like I've got a little bit more balance now. Like Tuesdays, I Sounds get like the afternoon it. off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Monday, Wednesdays, Fridays are stupid. Yeah. Thursdays yeah. are stupid. Saturday mornings are crazy. But um, I, do, I do get Saturday afternoon, Sunday and Tuesday afternoons off at the moment. So, yeah. um, which is cool. And I need that to spend time with them. Yeah. So, um, but I'm very lucky that um, I have a very understanding wife, uh, tolerant wife at home that understands that uh, she allows me to chase my goals and chase my dreams um, and, and what I want to do. So, like, without a strong woman like that, like, yeah, it makes it tough, man. And you have to have someone understands. Support system so important, yeah. Oh, man, and, and understands how you tick. Like, mm. she gets... She gets me though. I'm quite unique. Um, but what's changed the ball game now is that is the kids. So yeah. Um, that what's hard, like it used to be a lot easier to just knuckle down and go. But uh, when your daughter sort of it's like doesn't want you to leave, that that sort of rips at your soul a little bit. So um, that's a that's a whole new whole new world for me. I love her and adore her. 
um, as my son, as he grows up and gets older, it's, it's going to be crazy as well. But um, yeah, that's, that's going to probably, that's probably the only thing in my life that's ever slowed me down as my kids. So, yeah. um, but it's a new ball game and any parent out there listening would, uh, would understand and get that it, uh, it changes, it changes the goalposts when you have kids that come into play. I can imagine, mate. Well, it sounds like you've got a great environment there and, and everyone's on board. So at least you've got that behind you. Mate, before we, before we wrap up, um, in terms of the, the training side of things for yourself personally, yep. um, obviously you've been doing it for a long time now and this is a pretty open-ended question and it's probably going to be different from person to person. But if you were to pick, let's say, five, five lifts in the gym um, that you could never go without, like they were the only five lifts you could ever do ever again, what would they be and why? Why? I love a bench press. I've always bench press my favorite. I've always done a bench. I love bench press. I love chins and I love dips. I yep. love. I love. Uh, probably, probably my three favorite. But now um, I've had a couple of friends that have. Um, I've never been one to do massive on the legs. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, coming from my era, um, I'm really like, I'm 39 in a month. So um, yeah, the legs weren't a big thing coming up. So um, it's it's a little bit new to me. But I've had some friends that have. Uh, been very encouraging of me to start to get into that. So yeah, I'm really enjoying. Uh, I'm really enjoying my squats. Okay, uh, awesome. And, and my RDLs. So it's probably probably my yeah. That'd be my five go tos of of bench, chins, dips, and then uh, barbell squats and RDLs. Sure and my, okay. I'm my I'm my, my favourites now. So I'm doing more and more of them. I find it quite funny now that they see me do legs, but I've never, I've never really done it before. But I'm loving it. And I'm, 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 I'm learning about it. It's, it's cool. It's a, it's, it's weird. It's a skill, man. Like you've always, I've always, you know, squatted and whatever. But now when you seriously squat, it's, yeah. um, it's all it's about so those movement patterns and just getting comfortable with the certain movements. And then you realise pretty yeah. quickly, like how big a something like hip and ankle mobility comes into play um, and how much, and then and this is the thing, this is what I found as well. Um, not only did it help, like the lower body stuff really helped my upper body growth, but as a trainer, it helps you just understand that it, like fucking majority of the people shouldn't be fucking squatting with a dumbbell, let alone a barbell on their back when you see people's like posture and, and mobility issues and stuff yep. when you come into the gym and you wonder why they're having sore, sore back or sore knees and they can't even squat with their own body weight. So it's, it's um, I definitely found once I ramped up my lower body stuff as well, it just helped in terms of becoming like a skilled trainer. It really opens up your eyes to, um, again, just the difficulties that a lot of people would probably have coming into the gym just at your average show. Makes you, it makes you a better coach. If you, the more, and that's the thing, there's so much more movements that I probably haven't done because I just haven't done really, but yeah. um, <laughs> probably the last three or four years because I'm coaching, I'm a big on like, um, you know, whatever you, whatever you preach, you've got to be able to, you've got to be able to back it up yeah. and do it yourself. So um, I'm always, you know, I'll never tell anyone to do something that I wouldn't, wouldn't do myself. So um, that's why I probably spent, you know, the last, few years spent a lot of time on building my legs and, and understanding the movements and, and like I said it makes you such a better coach such a better coach yeah. so that's the biggest thing like for a PT out there trying to trying to you know learn your craft work every do every exercise you can possibly do uh, put it into every program and learn like don't just do the basic movements or whatever whatever you like doing do the stuff that you don't like doing mm. that's the biggest thing I've found like do the stuff that like, the stuff that sucks uncomfortable with yeah yeah, the stuff that sucks the most, do that the most. You know, because everyone, everyone can do a bicep curl, everyone can do a push up, and everyone can do their bench press. But the stuff that's hard, the stuff that hurts, the stuff that burns, 
spend the most time doing that because that's where you'll learn a lot about yourself and also learn a lot about your coaching. Brilliant stuff, Ryan. Mate, uh, I really appreciate your, your time tonight. Um, quite clearly, you're a busy man and sounds like you've had a, a big day. Um, so, mate, appreciate your time, man. Um, and I'm really, really looking forward to getting back over Adelaide, hopefully at some point in the near future, if welcome, I can mate, fucking you're... get into the state. Um, <laughs> and uh, coming for a session, fine. man. <laughs> Awesome, man. I appreciate everyone who's tuned in. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode. Um, Ryan, I would love to hear your feedback. So grab a screenshot of this episode, post up on Instagram story, tag myself, tag Ryan. I'll have the link to Spark Up Fitness in the the show notes as well. Um, And yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Look forward to chatting to you again soon.